All right, we're ready to begin. This week's parsha is Parsha's Bow. So the Pasuk says in chapter 10, number 8, Vayushev es Moshe, v'es Aaron al Paro, and Moshe and Aaron will return to Paro. Vayemar aleihem, he said to them, L'chu ivdu es Hashem, go and serve God. Elo keichem, your God. Miva miva holchem, who's going to be going? Who's coming on a trip? Vayemar Moshe and Hashem, and Moshe said to him, Benareinu m'skineinu neilech, the famous words, he said to them, we're going to go with our children, we're going to go with our, we're going to go with our elders. Uvaneinu, uvnoseinu, we're going to go with our sons, with our daughters, with our, with our cattle, with our sheep, with our cattle. Because we are, it's, it's a yant, it's a yant it's a holiday for Hashem, for us. And Paro said to him, It should be like that. Hashem should be with you. When I send you. And then he says the words that are subject of our discussion this evening. And your children, but see, you should see that there is evil in your face. You can go, go ahead, no problem, you know, it's like, um, I got no problem, you want it, whoever you want to take, wherever you want to go, isn't tight, should be healthy, you should be well, but you should know that there's evil that's going to greet you when you go there. What Pasuk is that? Pasuk 10. Number 10, chapter 10, 10. That isn't actually, oh, does that, that say that? Right it back? says, Ra, Neged Pnechem. See that up facing you is Ra. Uh, bad, evil. So Rashi the says, See, you should, you should see, like see with your eyes. That's what Ru means, you should see. What, and what, I'm interpreting means again? you should know. Ten. You should know the rap negip nechem that there is evil that's facing your evil facing you before your face. Yeah. So Rashi says. So Paro said that. Paro says this to Moshe. Says, "Go ahead. You want to go? Fine. I got no problem." Oh, evil is what you purpose. You know, it's like it's like I guess he sounds like a mobster a little bit. You know, accidents happen. You know, you know how it goes. Uh, 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 uh. You're welcome to go, but I see evil facing you. Rashi says, "What does this mean?" Right, he says, Medrash, I, got shamati, I heard a medrash. In medrash Yalkut, Kisisa, Remis, Shintari There is a star in the constellations that its name is, it's called, quote-unquote, evil. It's called Ra. It's called bad. Amr lehem paro, paro said to them, Roya ani be'etstegninus shili. I see in my, my astro- astrology. I see in my, in my capacity to be able to, to read the stars. I see in the sky. Oso Kochev, that star that's called Ra. Ola, it is going up to meet you by Midbar, to meet you in the desert. That, that is a sign of blood. Vahariga and death. Rashi is saying that that's what Pharaoh is trying to that's say. That's what he's telling them, yes. I see the star, and the star is blood and death. And he was right, because when the Jewish people sinned by the golden calf, and Hashem wanted to kill them, meaning kill them, punish them. 
Amr Moshe Bitfiloso. Moshe said in his prayer to for the Jewish people, Loma Yom Mitzrayim Leimor Berahitziyam. The Egyptians later on in chapter twelve, Pasukut uh, Beis, it says what the, the, the Egyptians are going to say that this Ra. That, that Hashem has taken them out, that they should get killed in this, in this situation, in this star. That's what Moshe was saying. The Egyptians are going to say that Hashem is evil because he knew that the star was out. This is what he was saying to him. Paro was saying, I see this star. Maybe even Paro, according to his marriage, was suggesting to them, he was saying, well, you're so sure you want to be friends with this God of yours. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. I mean, if you think about you know, all these people going into it. the desert, said, there's then. no restaurants, you know, there's nothing in the right. desert. It does seem pretty stupid to do it. I mean, if you don't believe And that's it. what well, Paro is saying. If it wasn't for the 10 miracles that happened before that, yeah. <laughs> Immediately, it says, Miyad, after Moshe prayed this, Miyad ve'inochim Hashem alara. Hashem, I don't say, he didn't change his mind, but he changed his position on this Ra, on this star. Adam, and this is the uh, the key words for our topic, is he switched the blood of death to the blood of Brismila, of the, of the circumcision. Shemol Yeshua, Sam Yeshua gave them a Brismila. So instead of it being the dam, the blood of spilled, of execution, it became the blood of bris mila. It became the blood as a result of a mitzvah. So the blood I was say of that, the star? And I'm now aggravated I did because I want to... What? You know, I was going to say it's probably bris, <laughs> but, bris is what he's saying. Uh, the, the blood is the blood of a... The blood be, because of the star is foreboding that there's going to be kind of blood? The, or which blood? You said the blood. The Right. The foreboding of the, the star blood, of blood that the Jewish people were going to experience was at first the blood of their own execution as a result of serving the golden calf. But then Hashem switched the decree and changed it. And now that blood that they saw wasn't for their death, but it, is, is a, but it was instead the result of them doing a mitzvah, so which what, was the bris mila that Yeshua it, gave them. It was, it was going to be the blood of execution? Correct. Yeah, well, or it had the Correct. Or, yeah. and, and then how come it switched? Because Moshe davened for them. Moshe so said... Gonna be that bad? Yeah, they were going. They were. There was. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, they was they switched. They the, they worshipped the golden calf, and there was a. They, and they were dying, yeah. and I and, and Moshe dabbed on their behalf, they and they were know saved. That at that point, right? No, it happened a little bit later. They but didn't they, know what, who didn't know what. I mean, like they hadn't done it at that point yet. They hadn't done anything like that. So you mean they Hashem was really going to take them out and then kill them all in the desert? That's what Moshe said. That the Egyptians are going to claim. When they die, yes. Hashem was going to punish them for the, for the Egel. But Moshe said, they're going to say that it wasn't because of that. It was because he took you out in the first place to do that. And because he knew that the star, this foreboding star was out. He knew it. And Paro predicted it. And they're going to say that that's why he took you out. He took you out to kill you here. The Egel was just an excuse going to kill you anyway. It was inevitable. Just found a good, uh, you oh, know. Because of that star. You know, it was just, a good just, excuse. It was a good reason. This is what it says. Today I have 
taken, I have redeemed the the uh, the uh, the embarrassment of Mitzrayim from you, Yeshua. Hey, dam the Egyptians, which is Paro, said to you that there's going to be blood. Midbar, we see on you in the desert, and that's what Paro was saying. Paro was saying you're all going to die, because generally that's what the star means. The star means that you're all going to die. Wasn't wasn't the the name of the of the Egyptian sun god Ra? I don't know. That's what I remember yeah, it being. Yeah. So, so, so it could be that their sun god was the sun, the, which is a star. So it could be this particular star was the one uh, that was going to do the... Uh, Fine. I mean, it, but that's interesting how they're talking about the... Anyways, the stars, but this, this star, our sun, they called Ra. Right. He's calling Ra. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is what we have. At the end of the day, we have that Paro said to them, I see in my astrological... uh, That's what Yul Brenner said. What what I look at, when I look in the sky, I see the star. And he was right. There was a star like this. And the star was saying, the star was predicting, it was preordained, it was predetermined upon the Jewish people that they should die in the desert. There was a decree, Minashamayim. There was a decree in heaven that they will die in the desert. And the decree was changed. And they didn't die in the desert. Instead, their death turned into a mitzvah, which is the mitzvah of Brismila. That's what happened. Did everybody know that, that Pharaoh said this? Was this like just the most? Yeah. Okay, well, so I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, so I don't know. It doesn't seem like uh, Paro told everybody to exit the court. He just told it to them. He said, go ahead. You want to go? Go. So but you're going to die. Right, so sin, sin or not, or death or not, we've just said, okay, like we're supposed to go. If uh, she's going to kill us, he's going to kill us, and we're going to commit a sin. <coughs> right? So the Jewish people said we're all in, right? If we're going to die, we're going to die. We're going to die here or, or there. Well, it doesn't, the Torah does not record what they said, what they didn't say. Well, but if they knew what he said, and they did it could be that they thought the power was a charlatan. Well, that's possible too. But let's say they believe. Let's say they did believe that there was something there, right? If he, he, you said there was a truth to what he said, though, right? There was no. We don't know. They don't know. The Moshe and Aaron didn't know that. They didn't. Okay. So. And we discussed this last year. Last year we said that the Jewish people didn't actually one hundred percent believe Moshe either. They didn't know whether Moshe was telling the truth. There was no proof but that Moshe was telling the truth. To Moshe, when Moshe originally was in the desert before he came to, to let go, let the people go and everything, Hashem didn't say like, well, go to the Jewish people, tell them to go because I need to kill them. Like Correct. that wasn't like... He didn't say that either. Plan. Right, he didn't say that either. Because Moshe never would have gone. Therefore? I don't think that that was really part of the plan at that point, that they were all going to be killed. Correct. Maybe it was a possibility. Well, it, no, this is no. Like so we are saying back to the land of Israel. we are saying that there was a predetermination that they were going to die. Yes, but we were supposed we don't to know how that works. In the desert, though, right? I mean, that was the command, right? Regardless of whether we died or well, not. People did die. What does our death have any relevance to what we're following Hashem? Right? So if you're following, Hashem, we don't. We don't know. This. This is not. It's a separate topic, David. What, what you're saying is a separate topic. Whether we're supposed to follow, whether we believe them. It's a separate topic. The only point that we're zeroing on here is, is, is that there was a decree on them to die. Power was not wrong about that. And the decree was switched. That's the only part with zeroing. Every, all the other circumstances, all the other circumstances surrounding this idea are nice to talk about, right? But we're not, 
We're did, not did focusing Jews, on that. Did the Jews know there was a decree that they would die? That's also That's another not topic. That's what they were told. So, yeah. Who knew what, when? It's another topic. But I'm saying, like, All we are saying is, is that we knew that there was no. I don't even know what you're talking about. It was no. Paro, Paro said to them, you are going to die. Moshe presumably said with his actions, we'll take our chances. And actually, Paro was right. They were dying. Moshe davened for them, and, and Hashem changed the decree. Now, they, now they, this blood wasn't the blood of death, but it was the blood of a mitzvah. That's all, that's all, all we're all saying. Because of Mo- that's all it. because Everything of else is- Moshe's davening for us? Right. Moshe davened, and he said that, that the Egyptians are going to say... But, that can't be understated. But, but, we were going to die if he didn't know that. Well, like, your students are going rogue right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were going to die if Moses didn't pray for us. We're, but, off, we're off topic, but it, but did Hashem also say that's on earlier, topic. like you're going to go down to Israel for this many years and then come back to Israel? So there was also that predetermination, also, or was I? We don't. I don't know. That was it earlier. It said fine, but I'm no, saying, right. but over here also, right. they he were going to, to die. Abraham. He told he Abraham. Abraham, you're gonna your your people will go to Israel become okay, will become slaves and leave and then come back, right? Well, maybe. But there also there's a decree that they're going so to die. Maybe. Well, I just think it's important that if you're talking about predetermination, that you talk about both decrees, not just the one that they're going to die. We could talk about both decrees, but let's talk one. about one no, at no, a no, time. No, no. We could, but I'm saying it's important <laughs> to realize that just because there's one decree doesn't mean there's not another decree. Correct. Two paths. Correct, and that could be, and that could be a good point. But we first have to see one before <laughs> yeah, we talk about not, the other. I'm saying, I don't care about decrees. We're supposed to go in the desert. Who cares what the decree is, right? And well, the decree was about. that they were going to go into, they were going to leave Mitzrayim and go to Israel, and then that changed also, right? So then they, they wind up right staying right there for away. forty years, yeah. correct? Right. That wasn't told to Moshe. That wasn't told to Avraham either. Well, that right, that changed. That also changed. So things change. But this was this was over their heads, die, literally and figuratively. This was over their heads that they were going okay. to die there, and then it changed. Right, although a bunch of them did. A bunch of them did what? Well, the eighty percent. Yes. we don't know what happened to them. Well, a bunch of them died in the desert for various reasons, right? Right. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about we're talking about the predetermination of the fact that they were going that they were facing death, and that Bar was right, and then it was changed. That's what we're talking about. Thank you, Moses. So, so the Gemara says in Baba Kama, page 55a, the Gemara says like this, V'omar Rabbi Shua ben Levi haroya hespid b'chalomo. If a person sees in their dream the word hespid, which means eulogy. Uh-oh. That's trouble. Actually, it's a good thing. That means that they're having mercy on him in heaven. Upaduhu and and they have redeemed him. Hanimili biksava, and that is when you actually see the word spelled out. When you see the word spelled out, hesped, eulogy, that means that the person is it's it's a bracha. It means that the person will have something good happen in their lives. That's what the Gemara says. That's bizarre. A eulogy, and then it turns out to be something good. Yeah. Maybe it's not your own eulogy. This is way above my pay grade. This is way above my pay grade. And you could give a eulogy, a good eulogy. That's Can we summon the Ramchal to uh, interpret so, this for us? So the... the <laughs> I, it, it's not relevant, really. I mean, the, the, uh, I saw somewhere that the word hespid uh, is, a, is a, according to what the Gemara says, could be read haspad, 
that the mercy was 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 called upon or redeemed, meaning that it, it doesn't mean hesp, it doesn't mean eulogy. It means something else. It's a conjunct, conjunction of two words. But if, it, not, not relevant. The relevant part is that the commentary of the Torah's Chaim discussing this Gemara mentions our, the Rashi that we just said in our Pasha and explains this Rashi, explains this particular point of predetermination versus its change for the Jewish people. So I figured that we read the Torah's Chaim a little bit and, and then, we, then we see what Rashi was actually saying. Uh, he says, says like this, why does it say the word hespit? It's the uh, eulogy. It's lahodio, it's to tell the person that there was a decree that they should be eulogized. Why are they seeing in their dream the word eulogy? Because Hashem is sending them a, 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 a message that there was a predetermined decree about their fate that they were going to die and people were going to eulogize them. Which happens to everybody. But however, this decree was eradicated. Perhaps maybe they did something nice. Maybe they gave tzedakah. Maybe they learned Torah. Maybe something happened on their behalf. And the loss changed into into uh, the loss changed into the word eulogy, or the word that we said, the conjunction of the two words, meaning that it was supposed to be a eulogy, but it wasn't. And why did this happen, says the Torah Chaim, and this is like the whole point of our discussion, is he says, Ki lo ish kel Hashem is not a man who, who is crooked. And Hashem is not a person who changes his mind. Once there is a decree upon us, once there is a decree on any particular individual, then the decree will never be taken back. It's like a it's like a king. Like a right, like a king. That like exactly perfect. Good point. Like Achashvera said, that the that, that the king's decree cannot be reneged. upon him. The decree has facets, faces. If a person does tshuva, Hashem can change the decree. And he can fix it. He can make the evil into good. So this is what happened here. And that's what he quotes our Rashi, or the Medrash that our Rashi quotes. Kaihidi Isa the Medrash. Just like this medrash in Parsha's bow. Ro ki ra Paro says to the Jewish people, I see a star that's evil into your, in front of you. it's a star ra, that its name is Ra. Vuhu simen, it's a sign, dam v'hariga. It is a sign that you will, there will be blood and there will be death. And when the Jewish people sinned, by the calf, Hashem wanted to kill them. Amr Moshe, Moshe said, And the Egyptians will say that Hashem took them out in order to kill them in the desert. 
And, the, and immediately when Hashem heard this tefillah, he heard this prayer from Moshe, he changed his mind. And he changed the blood of the Mila to the, uh, the blood of, the, the, of, of Mila, of circumcision. Nimsen comes out, it comes out that Hashem's decree of blood never was eradicated. It was never annulled. It was always in full force. It always stayed there. There was blood. But Hashem fixed it and switched it. I saw it off. He switched it for good. That, he says, is the explanation of the predetermination. Yes, it was predetermined that there should be blood. But the question is, and it was maybe predetermined that it should be blood of evil, of death. But it was changed because they did tshuva, or at least Moshe Rabbeinu did tshuva, or Moshe Rabbeinu davened on their behalf. And Moshe Rabbeinu davening on their behalf created a schos, created a merit. And Hashem changed the decree, but he's not going to annul the decree. That's what, that's what, that, that, that's what Rashi is saying. So, um, well, then, I guess we can even say more. We can even say more that the decree, maybe, maybe there is two futures that Hashem, I mean, I'm going to speculate. We'll speculate together. Maybe there are two futures that Hashem sees. That's always the case. Hashem sees the future of the Egel, of the golden calf, and Hashem sees the future without the golden calf. But, if the, but now Hashem has to put a star that if there's going to be a golden calf, there has to be retribution for the golden calf. If he doesn't put that star there, then there's not going to be any retribution in the mix for the golden calf. So Hashem puts it there. Now nobody knows why it's there. They just know it's there. They know that there's a star that says the Jewish people are going to die. But they don't know that the Jewish people are only going to die if they sin with the golden calf. It's a contingent star. So it's a contingent star. Very good. And so therefore Hashem goes and now makes a decree that they're going to die there or there's going to be blood if they sin with the golden calf. And Hashem sees the future maybe that they're even sinning. But Hashem also sees the future with them, with them doing tshuva. And Hashem sees the future of them not doing tshuva. So, 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 so now, now that they do tshuva, what's the, what's the plan? The plan is to change the decree. How did the decree change? To do mitzvah of brismila. Maybe we could say even like that. I just read a book, and one of the, it was about the teenage superheroes, whatever. So, and one of the superheroes, she could tell that she could see the future. So everybody always asks her, what's going to happen in the future? She says, it doesn't matter, because there's a lot of, there are many futures. The future that I see are many futures. And if you, she says different, maybe it applies here also. She says, in, in the book, she says, if you, if you think about your future, then you're going to bring about the future that you're thinking about. It's almost like a, it's, it's almost like a, uh, like a, a pre, almost like a, very good. It's almost like a prediction. It's almost like a prediction, like Paro uttering the words that I see that there's blood and that there's death. And then, and then them, Knowing that information, we were discussing before earlier, we were discussing, do they know that? Do they not know that? Moshe Rabbeinu for sure knew that. Knew that. And so now Moshe Rabbeinu is probably thinking in the back of his mind, you know, maybe we are all going to go and, and die over there. Now that he's thinking that, right, maybe there is some kind of, maybe there's some kind of uh, pre-programmed failure in their minds. And when they come with the Yitzhahara, when they come with the, with, uh, with, the, with the evil inclination, tricking them into thinking that Moshe Rabbeinu is dead, now they're almost like succumbing to it as a matter of, of course, of predetermination, thinking that this is inevitable, that they're going to die, maybe. Who knows? 
But then they do tshuva. Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, we're going to, you know, that, that we don't have to have that future. We can have a different future. So yes, there's a predetermination maybe on our lives. But maybe that predetermination depends on the road that we take about our future. We could take, we could take a road, we can go this way. You know, when we get to the finger post, we can go this way, we can go that way. That's, a, that's a, in my opinion. If we go this way, there's a predetermined future for us. If we go that way, there's another predetermined future for us. Absolutely. So, so the decree is always there. Uh, teshuva, you can, you can change the decree, but you can't remove the decree, is what you're saying. You can't remove it. Okay, so that's right. different. Okay. Right, and it's, pre, it's predetermined that it's going to be there. It's just the question is, how is it going to be there? What do you mean you can't remove it? You can't remove it. That's what we're saying, because once the, the king... It's a kingly decree. He, it's already been, and that's what he says. He adds. He says, you know, we say the words in davening. V'hainu mashi yisdur ha-chazal. Loimer, what do we say in the davening? We say, u'teshuva u'sefila u'tzdaka. What do we say? The tshuva, tefila, and tzdaka. The re repentance and davening and tzdaka mavirin remove as royag zera. It removes the evil of the decree. That's proof of it. Velo and it doesn't say, it doesn't say that it removes the decree. Right? And he just said that. It, it removes the, the evil. Velo tiknu loy is The is because the decree is still going to be there. You could do all the you feel you want. The decree will still be effective. Miskayemis al koponim. Ela shehavir is hara. We say that it removes the evil of the decree, min ha-gezeira. and it switches, tova. And it makes the evil, it makes it good. The tshuva and tzedakah don't remove the decree. It changes the decree that it should be good instead of being bad. That's why instead of us dying, we, it was brit milah, but, but they, it was both blood. So the decree was... No, I understand that, but he's... What I think the idea is is that that applies to all of predetermination. That's the part I'm kind of struggling. Right. Vachanami says over here also. In this particular case, that's a, in this Gemara and Shabbos also he says, "I have said a hesped, the eulogy of There was a decree on this person that he sees in his dream that there should be a eulogy on him. Hashem switched it. Hesper, I guess. And he made, he made it, he made it into good. That's what it says in the post. He has switched my eulogy to forgive me. It's a contingent predetermination. So right, it's a contingent. Everything is already planned out. Exactly. Is a, is a dream, are they alluding that the dream is in essence, the, the person is decreed to die is what you're saying. And then is that, is that the degree is happening in the dream? Well, and let's make it. Let's make it even more like that. Yeah. To the good, right? Yeah. The person was determined he's going to hit by a car. Let's say. Okay. So uh, he's going to get hit by a car. So, but then he does chuva. He does chuva. So does he get hit by a car? Maybe. Still gets hit by a car. But in the first future, he gets hit by a car and he dies, and everybody eulogizes him. In the second future. He gets hit by a car and he sues the guy, and uh, you know he gets uh, twenty-five million dollars. Do, 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 just one of the. 
Do, do both occur? It says that in there. <laughs> Rabbi, is, is there only one future, though? Or do both occur on some level? No, no, there's only one future. Only no, one. Okay, no. So we not, do not live in parallel universes, no. Yeah, I, and I, that was my question. Is there... <laughs> no, you know okay. not, that I, not that I see from here, at least. No. No worries. Wait, that's not good. That was not an answer... Uh, you said not that you see from here. Or anywhere else about okay, that. Okay, so, right, so you, there's no idea that you've heard of that, right? So in other words, both things... When you, get, when you get involved with time travel, past and present, then you have to talk about multiple futures, obviously. Can't there be different worlds that are happening? Well, that's... Well, I mean, it becomes extremely complicated because if, let's say, you, let's say you, I mean, it's easier, it's, it's easier to, it's easier to think about it when you're going past in time. So if you go past in time and you, let's say, Jeez. let's say a person goes past in time and kills their parents. Yeah. It's the butterfly. So, <laughs> so, so, so now the parents, you're not now, here. Now, now you have to say that the parents are dead in a different, in a different universe because how is he alive killing his parents? Yeah, because if he would kill his parents, then he would cease to exist. But if he would cease to exist, then he would never kill his parents. So, so, so you you have to talk about a parallel universe. You have to say it's impossible. And the same thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in talking about a future, you'd have to. If you talk about multiple futures, then you would have to do that also. Because in one future you have twenty kids, and in one future you have zero. So, and then those kids have grandkids and whatever. And then you know, one of them is discovers a cure for. Uh, cancer and the other one and the, and the other the side the kid is never born and there is no cure for cancer and so how do you, how does that work so what about like with isaac i mean i've been one of the things i heard is that he actually was sacrificed there's an element there's an idea that he actually was sacrificed so there's like two components like in the spiritual world he was actually i don't i don't know that, i don't know i don't know what that means exactly i'm asking you the right way i mean yeah he wasn't sacrificed he wasn't sacrificed he was not there is some idea somewhere i've heard that also but it's not the most prevalent idea yeah so i mean i'm not saying it's correct well, but he's brought back to life he was sacrificed and brought yeah. back to life sacrificed and died no Sa okay so but he could have been sacrificed and David. brought back to life correct whatever you do here Whatever decisions you make that are qualitative decisions that bring you towards or away from Hashem, those affect at least five or ten different worlds above us. So now when you get into Kabbalah, you'll understand more of that. But he, it's way beyond what we're here, you know, to deal with. But yes, it's good, it's good it to read this affect, whole. It's good it to read this whole thing. Other elements of our spiritual world. It's good yeah. to read this whole thing because it's um, it's interesting. He talks about the prayers that we say. He talks about the prayers that we say about dreams in general um, during the birchas konim, during the blessing blessings of the of the kohanim, regarding regarding this issue. Wait, what's a dream have to do with the blessing of the kohanim? That's what he discusses because he says that a dream is a he he's okay. I, mean, we, I guess we can. We have a little bit of time. We can read some of it. Um, he says, he says like this. He says, "Venira the hainu ha the east of Karoya." This is what it says in in Brachos. Hayman the chazi chalma v'lo yada my chazi. If a person let's say has a dream and they don't know what they saw in their dream, leikum kamei kahani beidna the parsi yadaihu. He should stand in front of the kahanim when they're giving the brachos and shul. To the congregation. And he should say like this. 
You should say, Rebbonishalai, Master of the Universe, Ani Shalach Vichalamosi Shalach. My dreams, I am yours and my dreams are yours. Chalom Chalamti, I've dreamed the dream, etc. Im Taivim Heim Chaskam, if it's a good dream, then make it stronger. The Im Tzrichim Refua, but if the dreams need uh, healing, Ra'afam, you should heal them, Kimei Mara, like the waters of, of, of bitterness. Aidei Moshe through Moshe Rabbeinu, etc. So he says, that's what the Gemara, that, that, that's the prayer that he says. And he says, you can ask a question on this, that how is it possible to heal a dream? What, is that, what does the terminology to heal a dream mean that we say in that prayer? So he says, because a dream is one sixtieth of prophecy. Right? So for example, let's say a person, one six, I don't know what one sixtieth means versus one seventieth, one hundredth, whatever. But let's say a person sees what we are talking about. They see the word eulogy in their, they see the word hespid in their dream. That's a prophecy. Right? Because they're, they're seeing something, they don't know what they're seeing, but it's, it's, it's showing them that maybe there was a decree upon them that was changed. That's a prophecy. That's a communication for God. It is one sixtieth of a dream. That they're in, in the heaven. Through a dream, they're letting him know what was decreed upon him in Hashemayim from the heavens. And so Lazarus Tshuva. So what is the message? The message is that he has to do Tshuva. That a person has to repent. When they see that in their dream, it means that they have to repent. Like we said, whenever there's a decree, it's always going to be fulfilled, except that the only way to, what to do is to change it to good. Therefore, you say in the prayer, in this prayer, if you need to change the decree, meaning you need to heal the decree, meaning if the decree is sick, so to speak, then the decree is, is projecting that there's going to be an evil that's going to propagate. It's, 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 it's showing that there's going to be evil that's going to be propagated. It needs a healing, which means that it should be showing not that there's an evil that's going to be propagated, but something good. That's why we say, We say, we, we're praying to Hashem that He should fix the decree, whatever the decree is. We're not asking Him to change it. Instead, we're asking him that he should change. Not, 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 we're not asking him to annul it. We're not asking him to eradicate it. What we're asking him is to change it. He, and the terminology we use is healing. He should make something new out of it. Litova, he should make something good. So whenever we see a future, let's say we would go to a, an astrologist. And the astrologist, you know, they have one across the street from Starbucks over there. We're not allowed the, to do uh, that, though. Well, let's say we did it anyway. No, let's do it. Fine, you go good. But let's say we did it anyway. Oh, there's one by Lucy's. I thought. No, there's one by the burger place across from uh, from the the Starbucks on the fifty one by the fifty one. Let's say you go over there. Yeah. And I mean, and uh, let's say she's not. I mean, she or he. I don't know who it is. Uh, They're not. They're not lying to you. Let's say they're telling the truth. They know how to tell the future. Let's just say. For argument's sake, you go in there and they tell you in the future, you know, you're going to get flat tire. When you get on the 51 right there, you're going to get a flat tire. And then you get one. And then you get one. Then you come back and say to her, (laughs) right, ask her, what else is going to happen? Yeah, who's going to win the Super Bowl? (laughs) And then she tells you, and then she tells you that it's going to happen. So there's no reason to be scared. 
right? There's no reason to be scared. She tells you what's going to happen. All you do is just dami to Hashem that the decree should be changed, right? The, the decree the should be prop, changed. It should be whatever it says that it's going to happen. Good. So let it happen, but let it happen in a good way, not in a bad way. That's all. Doesn't the fact that they see the future? Let's say they do. The fact that they see the future, let's say that they do, doesn't mean that that's the future that's ironclad. That's going to happen in a bad way. Maybe that's a future that's going to happen in a good way, depending on our actions. One Which of the is possibilities. why we're not supposed to go to our astrologers for that reason, because we can change the future. Jews are not supposed to go because they, that's what right. I've heard. Because they can change. But the also because it says well, in the Torah, because Jews, if they if they dive in. If you dive in, then, the few, then you can change the future, so, so we're not supposed to go to astrologers. That's right, but also anyway. because it says in the Torah. Why would that, why would that the be? The Torah, wait a second. Be, also it's, be, not, it's not necessarily true. We can't we, change the future? We, we can. Also because it By says. Why can't we go to an astrologer? Because, because it's not. The reason why you can't go to an astrologer is because it says in the Torah. Don't go, Tommy, don't go to an astrologer. No, it doesn't say that. It says, it says, Tamim Tia Im Hashem Elokecha. Tamim tia im Hashem You should be, you should be, you should be complete with Hashem, your God. You should be uh, trusting of Hashem, not looking for all these machinations and devices of how to figure out what's going to happen. You should just live life in in the moment and do what you're it's supposed to do. Slow. It's like it's like we we said <clears throat> the Gemara says in Brachos, which we mentioned many times. That Chizkiyahu said to Yeshayahu, the reason why I didn't have children, 10a, the reason why I didn't have children is because I saw the future that my children were going to be bad. And Yeshayahu said to him, what's in your business? Yeah. It's none of your business. Don't play Hashem, don't play God. You do what you're supposed to do. You have a mitzvah to have children. What's going to happen in the future is none of your business. And in light of what we're saying, maybe Yeshayahu was saying to him, that, that it's, it's not easy saying to him, well, okay, you're going to have bad children, too bad. You know, have them anyway, and too bad. Maybe what he's saying to him is, yeah, it's true, you're going to have children. And, and in the future, your future, it says that the children will be bad. But that's none of your business, because maybe they won't be bad. Because even though it says they're going to be bad, maybe the decree will be changed. Maybe you should be a better father. And maybe you should be bad. a better father. And he <laughs> even says that to him. He says that to him, let's me. Let's make me, uh, let me take one of your children, I'll have children with, with, with them, and maybe your merit and my merit will, will make it as such that our, that our children will be good. So he says to him even afterwards, he says to him, if, if we combine the merits together, even though there is a prophecy that our children are going to be bad, maybe they won't be because the, mer- the merits of you and me will change that. Well, that's, so, but so that's what you're saying, uh, the way I'm interpreting this, is that, there's a lot of fences around a lot of the things that we do because God knows our human nature is not so good. So he puts a lot of fences out there. If someone were to be on a certain level where they could go to an astrologer and the astrologer would say, you know, it, um, in the future, um, maybe next year, whatever, you're going to be, you know, maybe hit by a tree or something. A, a good person with all altruistic uh, uh, ideas will, 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 will see that as a warning and that person will be more motivated due to tshuva to be careful what they do with their mitzvahs and their tzedakahs and everything so that maybe that decree will go away. That's what we're saying. So that, I mean, yeah. so, Not the decree will go away. 
Not that the decree will go away. That the decree will well, change. The default, right, okay, right. The, right. The decree will change. But basically, we're also saying that most humans don't have that capacity. They're not at that level that they can see that thing, that, and then do the right thing accordingly. So we just say stay away from it. Right. I mean, there's a... Uh, it's, I've, yeah. Did, why did... Why... I'm thinking of something, but I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, so the let's thing, just let's continue what he says. So he I says, want, I want to ask a question when yeah, you're done there. The Efsher and possibly the Hainu Denokit Kimei Mara are they Moshe? That's why in the Tefillah we include the bitter waters through Moshe Rabbeinu. Ukimei Yericho and like the waters of Yericho are they Elisha? Ukechiskiyo Mechelio and Chiskiyo being healed from his sickness, like we said. Because the healing and the good of these came from evil that was changed to good. The also that piece of wood that Moshe threw it was a bitter piece of wood. And also the waters of Yericho were, 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 were changed because of the salt that Elisha threw into, in, 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 into there. And, and it's known that the, the salt ruins water. Um, anyway, so all of these examples that he's saying is all, in his opinion, these are all changes these are all changes in 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 uh, from 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 bad to good, from bad to good. And then he says, he says something interesting. I'll just summarize it. He says that the reason why we say this tefillah while the kahanim are saying they are, are are giving the prayer is because he says that the kahanim also are in effect like like their prayer, their bracha that they're giving us is like a prophecy also. It's like it's like a prophecy also. It's like, a, it's like um, Hashem said that this bracha has to be said on the Jewish people and listening to Hashem and saying this bracha is like experiencing a prophecy because when they're saying, when they're saying this bracha, this bracha is being said under the instruction of Hashem. It's like experiencing, experiencing a prophecy. And he says that, th- that the reason why we say this prayer then is because since this, the, the dream is a, is a partial prophecy and the bracha that the kahanim are giving are also a prophecy, and the bracha of the kahanim sort of nullify the dream's evil uh, elements that are being that are, that are being uh, portrayed or being communicated in the dream when it's being said during the bracha. So that's why we specifically say it then. Anyway, so this is how he continues this whole. He has this whole long piece here about this particular. Well, who, who is that you're talking? The Torah's Chaim. He wrote a commentary on the on the Talmud, and it just happens to be. In uh, his full name? Um, yeah, when did he live? I never heard of him before. I don't know, but he's a he's a famous commentator. He's, he's, his name is Rab Avram Chaim Shor. Um, and when was this book published? I'm not sure. Rabbi, when he was, question. yeah. If, if if a decree it comes from Hashem, and as it can can a person. Can a person's perspective be a, like if we're supposed to emulate God, then a decree from God can be perceived differently. So the example I would, Rabbi Kiva, okay, the way he died was horrific, right? Yeah. Okay. So 
if there's a decree that he's going to die this way, his perspective, the way it's described, is that he used it as an opportunity to amidst them. So he it, sees it that way, right? Right, he sees that way. So is, in other words, can a decree that by uh, normal human standards be looked at as evil, and it's not evil at all, right? In other words, can the human have a perspective that could take something that looks to one person that is evil, and there's nothing evil about it. So he 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 gets he's decreed to die, right? So he this is happening to him, but he's his perspective is it's uh, it's it's he's putting the decree on it. He's or, or not. Okay, decree. well, yes and no. So let's just begin from the from. Uh, can he misinterpret? The let's decree? just say from 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 like from also like from like a normal human perspective, right? Um, the Holocaust is a dark moment in history, okay? When you see people starving to death, being shot, being gassed, being burnt, babies being thrown against the wall. I mean, there's just no way to look at that other than it is a, uh, a, a pure Gehenna. It's just a Gehenna. It's from any other, from any perspective, from any objective perspective, that's just a dark, a dark moment and it's like you don't have to go to Gehenna from that. I mean, that, that's, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? This is, these people were evil. And when you read about them, you see that they turned into evil people. So, 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 so Rabbi Akiva was taken and he was tortured. Right? They took iron combs and they brushed his skin off. That's, that's just like that's there's not there's nothing good about that. A torture. Uh, then, uh, that's say these that's people torture. Were turned into evil people. You mean the people who were doing the yeah, torture? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you see that you you see that that they that they became yeah, I had to think about they, that, that they yeah, became but, dark. But is there any right. evil happening in the world? So so you could say from the perspective of the of the of the tzaddik, maybe he can see that for himself as an opportunity to persevere and to overcome and to become a great person. But, I, I, you know, it would be too far to say that that's an objective good. I, I, don't, but, I don't. But the decree of death, and you know, is, is horrific as all these things are to us as people. It's still God's decree of what's happened to the Jewish people. Okay, like I, I get. But everything is contingent. The, you know, the, the people contingent. have murdered the Jews. It's so contingent. I guess perspective. Again. The, when you're talking about the holiday, I have no explanation for that. I can't even, I have no way to really comprehend that whole idea. But in the sense of can the person, I guess, if the decree is negative, right? He had to be in an elevated state. He knows he's dying and he knows what's happening to him. But his perspective is not from a... He says, he says, Brocho 61b, he says, all my life I waited for this. So. So he knew. For this opportunity. To to what to do teshuva? No, to say Shema Israel. With all his heart, like yeah. With, at at that moment. Oh, that's right. His right? way that, of proving that, that's what he his said. ultimate love for Hashem. That's what he says. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That he learned that in the he learned even if Hashem takes your soul, and he, he was he felt bad that he would never have that opportunity, mm. and then he felt great that he did have that opportunity. So, I mean. You know, the Vilna Gon offered to save Avram as Avram, we discussed before, who was being burnt at the stake. Said he was going to save him, and he said, no, 
I have an opportunity now to sanctify God's name in front of all the Christians. And so I'm going to take it. I mean, he was being burnt at the stake. Well, what happens when a person gets burnt? I mean, the, the, you know, the skin burns, the whole the body melts, the organs get destroyed. Person becomes a heap of ashes. Well, hopefully, his soul death. takes up before so, that I mean, there's, no, there's nothing good about that. So, I mean, and but with his perspective, he's saying, "I always, my whole life, I waited for such an opportunity." I, I mean, okay, fine, great. Doesn't mean that that's a good thing. And those people who did it to him are going to get punished. Anyway, I'm so ask I think a that we're question. we're done, though. I want to ask you can't. Okay, but I'm ask a separate question. But I'm yeah.